Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, everyone. I'm Sana Johns with Up Close and Empowered. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a very, very special show for you. And this is where my intention is to awaken you to your true power because you are more powerful than you know. And hopefully when you hear from some of the guests that I have on my show, you will see how they overcame their obstacles and they were able to cultivate their inner power. And today I have the perfect guest for this, and we're just going to dive right in. So we're going to be talking to someone who is, uh, you know, part of one of the largest women's boutique fitness franchises in the world. Not only part, but owner, CEO, owned and operated by women. And now there's been a recent acquisition that she'll talk about, but we're going to be talking to Jillian Lorenz today. And just to give you a little bit of a background about her, she is a dedicated entrepreneur that's passionate about wellness and personal growth. And she has co-founded, expanded, and successfully sold this multi-million dollar franchise, resulting in the creation of the largest women-owned boutique fitness brand in the world. So that's huge. And with over 20 years, of expertise. She has pioneered body positivity and self-improvement trends, guiding thousands to healthier lives. And if you can believe this, she is doing this as a mother of four. Oh my gosh. So we're going to hear more about this. So her expertise spans fitness, body movement, meditation, and breath work, all of which led her to be featured in many publications, such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., Vogue, Self, and many, many more. Jillian graduated from Michigan State University, and I'm from Michigan. It's a very, very prestigious school here. And she has a degree in mechanical engineering. After graduation, she joined a global consulting firm, spending 10 years immersing herself in business consulting prior to her entrepreneurial journey, which began in 2010. So Jillian is also a speaker, an executive coach, and an entrepreneur in residence for the Burgess Institute of Entrepreneurship at Michigan State University, helping future generations pave their path to entrepreneurship. So she is uh, sharing her story and helping others that want to become an entrepreneur. Today, we're going to hear more about her story, though. And I talk about her love story. And when I say that, it's not the typical romantic love story, although maybe you could look at it that way, but it's the love story with within herself along her journey and also the love story with her vision, her vision of this amazing, huge fitness boutique that's well-known all over the world. So she's going to tell her story today about some of the obstacles that she's encountered within herself and what led her to creating this fitness giant. Her mission is to help people find their strongest, most truthful self. And I love that. She is a mother of four, as I mentioned, and she still finds the time to continue bringing this mindfulness and wellness to as many people as possible. And I want to find out exactly how, because honestly, I'm right where all of you are. I don't know, but we're going to find out today. So Jillian, thank you so much for being here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we're so excited to have you. And uh, so I know a lot of people know about the barcode. It's uh, very well known. I've worked out at a few of them myself. And so this is very special to have you on because it's, you know, it's 
women's fitness. This is a big deal, right? Yes, yes. Well, um, we're really excited about this <clears throat> new acquisition. Joining Bar Three, Sadie Lincoln, the founder of Bar Three, is very like minded, and um, <clears throat> we are very excited to continue to grow a mindful company that um, impacts women worldwide. Right. So we'll get into your story in a minute, but maybe just since you brought that up, let's talk about that for a minute. So you recently sold it and you've merged and just tell us briefly about that. Yeah. Well, we were acquired by Bar3. And as you mentioned, we are now the largest boutique women's fitness concept in the globe. Uh, After the pandemic, uh, myself and my business partner met with Sadie Lincoln, who is the founder of Bar3. And we had about a two-year courtship to figure out how we could become stronger together rather than compete in the industry. And we did just that. And uh, our mission at the Barcode is to be a best-in-class fitness program to provide personal growth and self-acceptance and to do so in an empowering environment. And their core values were directly aligned. So we, once we started to get to know each other, we really understood that we were more similar, very similar at the core. We just had different outer-looking shells. So joining forces is going to allow us to reach more have a greater impact and be stronger together. So we're doing just that. Sounds like a perfect fit. Yeah. Exciting. I mean, especially when you're on the same page and you're bringing uh, both experiences and knowledge and everything to to work together to become stronger. Yes. Yes. It's it's exciting. It's an exciting venture. Yes. Well, great. So <clears throat> let's start where, let's start about your child, like I want to hear more about your story about your childhood because when you and I had chatted a, a while back, I was really intrigued with, you know, how you grew up and what were some of the pressures and what were some of the things that led you to what you're doing today. So just take us back wherever you'd like. All right. Well, I I will start with my parents' upbringing because I think that's pretty crucial is to see how you know I was I was brought up during my childhood. My mom actually grew up in the projects of Cleveland. So she had a really tough life and still to this day hasn't shared much about her experiences. And there's still just a lot of fear and and wounds around it. And my father uh, was the youngest of six. Then his dad died when he was 18. And so I found out when I was the entrepreneur of the year at Michigan State University in 2018, that my dad's greatest goal in life was to get us our education. And so that was his primary goal. Uh, You know, him going through college, he had to hustle, got scholarships, had to work through it all to pay for it and pay off all these loans and debt. And he really wanted to arm his kids with education. I say that because when I came out of the womb, the first thing I did was dance. Music lit me up. And all I knew I wanted to do was, is do something with movement, my body and music. And my family was always like, you can always do what you love, but you got to get your education first. So get your, get your education and then choose what you love. And I didn't really know what that meant. My upbringing was phenomenal. I had a, you know, picture perfect life, if you will. My parents were very uh, strict in a sense that they were, I was sheltered from a lot and protected, if you will. Life was really easy. I was great academically, got great grades. You know, I was on the homecoming court and all, you know, uh, a palm cheerleading, all that stuff was, was just easy. And so when I went to college, it was a big transition in my life. And that was the first time I was really alone and I had to take care of myself as many 
kids are, right? Mm-hmm. There was an added barrier because I did have such protection, you know, like my mom did my laundry, did all these things for me. So kind of leaning into college and having this white space and navigating it all your own was was very different. And I also went into mechanical engineering because I was great at math and math came really easy to me in high school, but getting into engineering and thermodynamics and you know all all that come with what an engineer an engineering degree is was very challenging. I had to work super, super hard. Wow. So that combined with uh, joining a sorority and then being elected a president of 150 women when I was a sophomore put me in a, a place of really just out of control. Like there was too many responsibilities. I never felt like I was doing anything 100% and it was all new. And so I like to say when I was a sophomore, I actually caught an eating disorder. Um, I would say it's prominent everywhere in the universities, especially in the sorority system. But what something started out as a vanity of dieting for a spring break turned into a, a mechanism for control that I leaned into in my so uncontrollable life. And, uh, you know, a quick spiral uh, took took a hold. And I would say I called victim to that disease. So do you think that was the pressures of what you were doing at the time, being in the sorority, but also the fact that you are now on your your own, like you had been used to being at home and everything being done, and now you were kind of thrown out, out on your own and you had all this responsibility. So tell us what led you to maybe using that as a vice. It's something, well, anybody that knows the disease or has been, you know, ha- had any struggle around it, it knows that it's not, it's not about the external. It's really about having something inside that you can control and the pain and the release was a way to um, reward and punish yourself for things that weren't right on the outside or weren't doing the right thing. You know, one of the things that was great about my upbringing is I was always doing the right thing and I I knew it and I had validation from my family and from the external world that everything I was doing was correct. Whereas at Michigan State and also managing your peers, you know, a lot of those things are hard, right? You you don't know if you're making the right choices. You, some groups will be mad at you, some wouldn't, you know, and I was I was a people pleaser. In addition, engineering, I could study all night and then I could study more. Like it was never enough. There was never enough hours in the day to, because you can't predict what problems were coming. It wasn't the same, you know, like, so all of those things, there was no, there was no perfect picture. And I was used to being able to know what I could hit to hit that perfect element, if you will. Right. So do you, do you feel like you were striving for that perfection? Like you just- I think I was, I think a lot of young women and the way that and that's what led to the barcode is to change and flip the script. You know, what media does for us or has especially historically now we're so much more conscious of what we're putting out there, but it's still there. Uh, but there was always this ideal of trying to be perfect. You know, what they put out in magazines now, everything's online, but you know, we didn't have social media, but it was always magazines. It was what was on the TV or you know, the commercials or whatever you saw you were trying to aspire to be. And there wasn't really any authenticity about 
how hard it was or that it was not true. It wasn't truth. And now there's so much more education around body positivity, around body image and how you feel on the inside that we didn't have at our fingertips. Right, right. So what do you think was the most difficult time during that period in college and when you were going through that? I mean, did it go on through the whole time? Like, were you struggling? No, it was very short-lived because the good thing is I did have my sister, you know, I had people that were, it's a very shameful illness where you hide it and you do everything you can to protect anybody from finding out about it. Um, but I, I was found out and that was a beautiful thing because it led me to get help. And, you know, I, I went to counseling for a very short time. I don't recommend, I think people should stay in a lot longer. Uh, but again, I think this was the A type that I, I finally, once I was aware of what I was doing, I, I knew what I had to do to, to get myself out of it and make a full recovery. But the recovery, although the disease lasted such a short time for me, around six months of its height, then the recovery was so long because those are, you know, it just, it's, it's, it was a long recovery sure. and through my recovery, I'm sorry, go on. You know, I graduated Michigan state early. So I was in a five-year program in engineering. I did it in four years. And then I went into business consulting. I knew I didn't want to sit behind a desk and be a, you know, an engineer, a true engineer. I wanted to use the problem solving skills, work with people and lean into that space. So I joined Accenture right out of school. Through that, I started to continue my healing process, which led me to lean back into my love for dance and music. You know, I was always working at uh, Mid-American Palm and Dance in Michigan and leading summer camps and doing choreography for Orange Bowl, Citrus Bowl, halftime shows, the inaugural parades. And that just brought me great joy. And so I kept leaning into the movement side. And... At that time, I also started going to places to work out. Um, when I was at Accenture, I lived in London for a year. I lived in Spain. I lived kind of all around the world and would go to different places to get fit or get my movement in with music. And everywhere I went, I was told to be smaller or less than or lose weight or lose inches or lose size. And that's where the idea of barcode came to mind, where it's like, how is this possible that we're going to try to feel good, take care of the three things we have, which is mind, body, and soul, yet everybody's telling us to be less than. Like, no, we need to gain strength, gain confidence, gain love for the skin we're in. And that's where the idea of the barcode came to be. Wow. So it it's almost as if you went through that period of the disorder that and you and you kind of turned it around quickly even though i know the recovery process and emotionally and everything it you know it takes it you know it takes a while but it it more or less catapulted you into what you decided to do and bring to the women's fitness world absolutely it, it was and i met my business partner who is my best friend and sister and uh we are together in this lifetime, kindred spirits. And we, when we met, it was like a soul connection and we just knew uh, we had something special together and we didn't know each other well. And we met through our boyfriends who are now our husbands and they had invited us over for 
a New Year's Eve dinner. And at that New Year's Eve dinner, we had little placemats that said, what are your goals for 2010? Well, I had at the time, I actually don't drink now, but at the time I had some liquid courage and I said, I'm going to start something in the fitness business and I'm going to start my own business. And she looked up across from me and said, can I do it with you? I was like, sure. So we cheers glasses and the rest was history. She called me up the next day on January 1st, 2010, because she's a true, she was a true entrepreneur. I was more conservative. I thought I was going to stay in my business consulting Um, but she was like, let's go, let's do this. And she called me up and said, I'm coming over. And that day we really got to know each other and saw how much similarities we felt on the inside about fitness and also in the women empowerment space where we need to really lift each other up so we can illuminate brighter versus compete and push each other down. And we learned and built our mission statement that was still true until we were acquired that day. And then six months later, opened our first studio, six months after the next studio, six months after another studio. And then then we leaned into the franchise space because we had clients that were not taking opportunities outside of Chicago where we started because they needed the barcode in their life. And that's when we knew we had something special to give. And we started the franchising business and uh, we you know, grew it we grew it to 60 locations pre-pandemic. And then um, obviously I had a rocky road through pre-pandemic, but came out stronger. And now we're linking with the, you know, the the giant bar three to continue our mission and, and make it even grander and more accessible to the world. Wow, that's uh that's that's really quite a story. And I, I really like the connection between what you went through personally and how it led you to this idea because it did. I mean, let's face it. I mean, this all kind of happened for a reason. And absolutely, I just think it's great because your view, and I know you've done some inner work and you always are continuing to personally grow. Uh, it probably means so much to you now to bring this to the women's fitness world, but make it more of a mind, body, and soul aspect. I mean, more of the focus on that. And that's what I want to talk about. We're going to take a short break, but on the other side of the break, I want to talk about how your mindset has changed slightly through through this owning of the franchises and all of the success you've had and all the personal growth and all the soul work and everything that you've continued to do. How has it changed your mindset uh, You know, moving forward? So hold that thought and we'll be right back after this short break. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Did you know you have the power to overcome any obstacles and create the life you desire? Listen for Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Sana has proven with nearly three decades of experience, it is totally possible to become stronger, more confident, and empowered to live a life of love fulfillment, and success. It's through Sana's personal transformation that has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns, Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back. I'm Sana Johns on Up Close and Empowered. I'm talking to Jillian Lorenz, who's the founder of the Barcode Fitness. And we are hearing her love story her love story with her entrepreneurial venture, which has been extremely successful and continues to be successful, and also her success within herself, which we're going to talk a little bit more about now. So on the beginning or the before the break, I wanted to bring up mindset, like how all of this growth and everything that you've gone through, all of your experience with the barcode and all of your personal growth, how has it shifted your mindset and what is your focus now? Well, the the greatest thing about entrepreneurship, I do have to say this, is it is an untapped, no GPS zone. Talk about a person who prior started this business because needed and seek control. You quickly realize in entrepreneurship, you have zero control. And so it's been a beautiful journey. I love entrepreneurship, but, and, and so when I get to work with with clients and and coach other entrepreneurs. I get to I love the fact that I get to help them because you can never predict what tomorrow brings. And it is a hard space. You have to be a certain type of person. But I think and it's funny because it's I started being just a control and, and a person that needed to understand and predict everything in life. And now I I love the unknown. And the unknown is where possibilities lie. And if I could have told my younger self that, you know, who knows right. where we'd be, but, um, but all of this needed to unfold. So, uh, yes, I'm your question specifically was, I just kind of went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Well, okay, because it, it's all about the wisdom that you've acquired, basically, like all of this wisdom that you've learned and how it's led you to become more passionate about the mind, body, and soul aspect. I mean, you said that you have dove deeper, you know, throughout the last so many years and really realized like what's most important. So I want you to share that with our listeners. 
Well, in order to stay in the road to entrepreneurship, you need you need to become more mindful. You need to have tools in your belt to sustain the, you know, the falls, the things that don't go as planned, you know, the hardships. It is just a hard and grueling. It looks beautiful and sexy from the outside, you know, being an entrepreneur and being able to say, you know, you built an eight-figure business and all of those wonderful things, yes, but the inside is hard. You got to put in the work and you not only got to put in the work to actually get to that success, but you also have to put in the work inside to stay in it, to stay in the game because it, there's so many times that you want to just quit uh, because it gets hard or you don't know the answer or you're disappointed or things don't transpire. And so what I, what I like love about entrepreneurship, it is a it is a course in life. It truly is because it sets up obstacles and unknowns. And, you know, you need to lean into the tools that God gave you or the universe gave you to stay centered and grounded and to be able to make choices that are going to be right. When there is nobody telling you what choice you can make, when you're living in the gray space, you have to tap into your yourself and into your purpose so that you can make the great choices or make the right choices. And so my business started in the physical realm for myself with a positive mindset coaching to help women know that they can take up space and feel grand and start to love the skin they're in. And it quickly evolved into that second mission of personal growth and self-acceptance to start looking inside and getting familiar with the inside and being okay with how that feels. And also listening and leaning into the heart and versus the mind and know when you're supposed to make choices based on emotion or logic. And those are hard tools to understand and tap into. And you need to do those when you're an entrepreneur. So- Yes, you you definitely have to have both of those tools and a balance of logic and heart. Yes. So both go together in order to have a successful business and to be able to stay in the game emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It's it all goes together. Yep. Yeah. And I I do I do totally get it is very difficult. I don't know if if you haven't been an entrepreneur, you haven't had your own business or started something or you're self-employed, it is hard sometimes to understand what really goes into it, but there is a lot of unknowns and it's almost like you just have to, you have to trust, you have to have that hard belief and that purpose, like you said, but I want to know how much do you lean into your intuition on some of these things? Well, now that I understand how much we have in us, that the power is within, I tap into it all the time you know, but it's taken a long time to really truly trust that. And I went through another obstacle in my later life, or when I say later, in my 30s. So once I started the business, I quickly had two kids and got pregnant right away. And children brought out this, I don't know, this just undying love and another true purpose in in me. And I loved being a mother. And I knew I wanted to have I wanted to have three children to start because I was the third and I found out I was a mistake and I was like the best blessing ever. And so I always wanted at least three. <laughs> and it was like a childhood wound, an inner child wound, if you will. 
But um, so I always wanted three. I got pregnant quickly with the two then got pregnant again quickly. And I, as soon as I got pregnant, I started to have different mindset thinking like, how can I do all of this? And then I miscarried. And so because I was not in a great mindset, I started to blame myself. And again, this was control, bringing back the control issue, like that I was in charge of what happened to my body and I wasn't right. But, um, but I, I, all these loops came back of, of blame and shame on myself. And that's really when I had a deeper dive into the power of meditation and breath work. I went on a two year journey of trying to get pregnant and I was reaching 40 or 39. And so I had decided with my third child to go through IVF. And that in itself was a whole, a whole nother journey that I could talk about for an hour. So we're not going to lean into that, but I successfully had my child. There were signs from the universe, like all these numbers lined up. I knew everything was going to be wonderful. And my third child's lyric, his name is Lyric because he was the song to my soul. And I worked so hard to have him. But then what happened after that was just another beautiful divine um, experience where as soon as I was able to get pregnant again and gave birth, then I got pregnant naturally and had a child at 42. And it was just wonderful. Uh, but it was through this fertility journey that I really even took a more deep dive into the mind, the power of the nervous system, the breath, the the thoughts, the habitual thoughts that we continue to tell ourselves and studying under like Dr. Dos, Doja, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's my by far my favorite uh, teacher you know, really understanding that we think 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and 80% of those thoughts are thoughts from the day before. And 90% of those 80% are actually negative and how we can start to reframe our thoughts and actually help manifest what we want and lean into meditation and tap into your subconscious when you're in that not total sleep zone state, but just waking up or that's you really where your brain waves can actually help you tap into reprogramming some of those those hardwired programs. And I I had a lot of those still with control. And so I had to do a lot of work on myself to start to rewire and rethink. And a lot of it also was with effort because I was such a a three on the Enneagram where, you know, I will work and do and push and make things happen, you know, and that's what I did through even IVF. I will make it happen. And you can do that and you can push so hard with that will matter to matter and that that'll work, right? But you can also let go and let universe and things will just happen too. So there's a balance of how much effort and how much alignment you need to to feel whole. And that's, that's kind of this next journey of mine, which is so exciting is I'm really understanding that and seeing that mindset matters first and foremost, no matter what. And the more aligned you are, the easier things just fall into your lap. So. Right. No, that's so true. And a lot of the women that I've worked with, they're very much like you in wanting to control and 
you know, be able to control their day, everything that's going on, their work, their progress. And, you know, I think that it's just really important that you're saying how how crucial it is to connect with yourself and to really take that time out for, you know, the meditation, the breath work connection to God's source, uh, you know, just really going on that path because, it is hard, right? If you if you're not doing that, like you know, I'm sure you've experienced burnout. Have have you been overwhelmed at times? Like, I know that you're using some of these tools now, but what were you using before when you were, you had to be like in a chaotic, like very yeah, high it's, work? Yes, I was, and it's more of just missing things. I think, like you know, during that two year period of me trying to get pregnant, I can't really remember anything else that my mind was focused on, and that's very sad, right? Outside of, yes, I was doing all my work, but my mind was somewhere else. And also with my other children. And so I think what's, what I know now and where I am now, I didn't understand really what presence was. I was living in the past or living in the future and missing the magic. Although everything was going great because I had this strong will, you know, I I was not enjoying. I was not living. I was not living is in the moment. And, and I think that's the secret that we all miss, you know, by analyzing past, predicting future, we miss the magic of now. And especially this day and age with social media and phone scrolling and multitasking, you know, all the things that we do, it's like, you know, we have to all get back to the basics and find that peace and presence and bring that to our families, bring that to our businesses. Because when we do and we start to re-enter that that peaceful presence, then everything just comes easier. It's not such a struggle. It's not a push and pull. It's not matter to matter. It's energy. We're 99% energy, 1% matter. And we all forget that. And uh you know, our human species has so much effort and work to push it through battles and, and make it about the I, the ego, the us. But when we align our energy and we're coming from a whole, we, it just draws to you. So absolutely. I'm super passionate about that. And so, you know, in this next stage of growth for me, obviously the I own a bar three in, in Chicago. I'm working with bar three. I love, uh, the boutique fitness world and I'm going to stay in that, but I'm super pumped about helping entrepreneurs, coaching individuals to help them find that balance and find that, um, alignment and also bringing that to organization. So I've been doing a lot of keynote speaking, talking about what the entrepreneur life is and really how we can align our energy, align physically align our energy with meditation and breath work and set this tone in corporations to, you know, maximize productivity and, uh, you know, working with Chris Saras, who is, uh, the founder of soul you coaching and, yes. uh, coming together to bring human system work and, energy work to as many people as possible. So that's great. And I'm really glad. And yes, Chris is a very good friend of mine, fellow coach and 
that's how we got our connection here. So I'm very grateful to him from Soul Space or Soul You. And I'm really glad that you shared the whole being present and, you know, living in the now, like to some degree, we have to, I mean, we're human. I mean, we're spiritual beings in a human world, but you know, we still have to plan to some degree, but I like how you set the precedence of the focus being, we really need to be present and slow down and, and enjoy and find the joy. So when we get back from this break, I want you to tell us how you find the joy. How do you balance life with being a mom, an entrepreneur, you know, running around with four kids, taking care of yourself, and then finding the things that bring you joy? And what are those things? And what can you tell our listeners about uh, making it, uh, you know, crucial for them to really set time aside to find that joy? So we're going to talk more about that right after this short break. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Tune in to Empowering Women in Educational Leadership, a dynamic radio show celebrating women across all venues of education. Join us as we elevate diverse perspectives and success stories of trailblazing educators, highlighting that leadership is not always about a title. Discover strategies to overcome challenges and hear amazing stories of strength. Empowering Women in Educational Leadership with Dr. Stephanie Duca, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Sana Johns back with Jillian Lorenz, and we're having a really a, a great conversation. I am so excited and so grateful to have you on the show because you're sharing such 
pertinent information with a lot of women and entrepreneurs and moms that are out there trying to manage it all and balance life. And I, I have to share with all of you on the break, I asked Jillian, because I was so curious about this control thing, because there's so many people that get caught up with it. It's just, it's so prevalent. And so I asked her, you know, do you still find yourself going into that control mode and let tell them what your answer was because I'm really curious like have you mastered it and how do you work through that if it comes up again yeah and what I had my response was you know my physical body was different 10 years ago it was legit different I was walking around with a leveling of anxiety that I thought was just normal feeling like I actually and I think a lot of women and men and humans, don't even understand that that's not right, like that they can release that. And so the physical way that I feel 10 years ago was very different. I was just on edge, like ready to fight or flight mode. You know, um, anybody that knows the energy centers, I do a ton of energy center work, but it was almost like I was living in my lower centers, not my creative centers. And I was just ready for the next battle to, or obstacle to, to overcome. And now I'm living in my higher centers and it's, it's just, ah, it's almost like you're lighter. Of right. course you can revert back and start leaning into the lower center or, or, or survival mode, if you will, is what I, what I call it. But when you're, when those things come up or you get triggered and you go back to survival mode, you, you're at least aware and you feel the difference in your body. And so, you know, a, I got to go and meditate. I got to go work out. I got to take a walk in nature. I got to take a nap or some days, you know, because you just can't do any of those things because you're a mama four and you're a business owner. You just say tomorrow will be better <laughs> and then wait for that great, beautiful, grand night of sleep. And you wake up on the other side of the bed. And uh, so, yes, it does come back, but there's a definite, definite change in your chemistry and your overall nervous system on the daily, when you really start to lean into this work and you start to let go of things and all the incredible work, you know, at, at soul space and soul, you coaching about letting go of traumas and working with your inner child and tapping into the emotions that you don't even know that you have stuffed away and stored in the body. And then working, that's what Chris and I do great together. Then working, once you know, and become aware of that stuff, then how can you use some different techniques to actually get that energy cleared and use your breath and use your energy centers to create more alignment and centerness so that you can go and live on your purpose and take that entrepreneur journey and leap because you're ready to, and you have the, uh, the tools to navigate. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. And also to become less reactive, but more responsive, you know, conscious or responding based on the work that you've done and being able to slow down and be aware of your energy centers and be self-aware, as you said, because self-aware is key to everything and certainly through healing, but being able to be more responsive and not allow certain things to trigger you like they used to. And even if they do, being able to bounce back quicker. So that to me is the reason why we do this work. Absolutely. And that was all at the core of, um, we had this at the barcode, it's called the actionable eight and there are eight steps to staying aligned and eight is infinite. So flipped on its side, it was infinite growth. And the, the, uh, the one that you were just talking about was, is basically, you know, perspective, right. And so being aware 
and owning your energy and understanding that, you know, you have the capability to shift your mindset is, is key to continuing to navigate all the obstacles that are thrown our way. And don't you feel that it really helps you with confidence, like for for women out there listening, that when you step into this kind of work and, and really become self-aware and connect to yourself, that it allows you to be so much more confident and self-assured, tap into your intuition and really become more empowered. Absolutely. I think I struggled with confidence my whole life. Um, you wouldn't think so, especially, you know, being a, a leader, but I yeah, did. Tell us, and I think about that. tell us about that, Jillian. We want to know about that. Yeah. Imposter syndrome, man. I had it uh, my whole life, no matter what I looked like or how I came across, I always struggled with judgment. That was my biggest obstacle to overcome. And it still comes here and there, right? But you know, tapping back to the love story, it truly is about finding the love within and loving yourself regardless of the outcome or the mistake or you know, the the thing that didn't go your way. Giving yourself the forgiveness that we give to others, giving yourself the praise that we give to others, that's what it's all about. And my whole 45 years here has been trying to figure that out and love myself unconditionally that there is no perfect there is no perfect thing to chase there is only perfect love and we can give ourselves which is to forgive to move on to embrace and that's what we all need to be striving for yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that vulnerability and and those words because I know that that will definitely be very powerful to some of the people listening because we, you know, not all of us are self accepting and we do look at our mistakes and failures and all this stuff and not really realizing that they're lessons to just help us grow. But when we reframe and we realize that these are the things that happen in our life to allow us to grow and become stronger and realize strength that we never had then it all kind of makes sense, but it's really kind of seeing it that way. And uh, so thanks so much for sharing that. And and also when you say it comes in every now and then, where you feel that way every now and then, I think that's beautiful because it's humility. And to me, humility is, I don't know, humility is a superpower in my opinion. I just think it is so attractive. Fake it till you make it, ladies. Fake it till you make it. And you know, we all go through imposter syndrome. My, My biggest tool tips for you on this is to, the negative voice in your head, we all know the difference between the naysayer or the one that gives you anxiety. So leaning into the voice in your head that causes you to feel anxious, that's the naysayer that we don't want to listen to. So whatever that voice is saying, you want to do the opposite. And so I love Abraham Hicks and focus wheels. Some of the things and just tools I can share with uh, any aspiring entrepreneurs or women that are, you know, not taking that next step because they're scared or they don't feel like they're good enough or, or, you know, loud enough or pretty enough or any of those things that we tell ourselves, write down the way you want to feel, create your vision of the future, meaning create who you want to be, not what you're thinking right now, because that's just a thought. And once you, that thought pops up, you go back to that sheet of paper, that focus wheel of who you want to be and start writing down all the things around it 
that are going to help your energy spiral up and start to see that you can be, why you're doing it, how you're going to do it, the things that, why you deserve it, you know, all the things that support that, that vision or that next step you want to take. And just keep revisiting it because it will not stop. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel it again. You know, this is it never goes away. I think we're here to continue to learn in life and to continue to spread our, our lessons, our purpose, and our magic through our families and through other humans. And as we continue to learn and go outside of our comfort zone, the imposter is going to come back. That's the ego, right? Coming, coming back to, and we need it, but we have to tame it, right? And then help focus those thoughts in a positive way so that we can maximize life. And that's what we're here to do. Right. Back, back to self-awareness and thinking about what we want, not what we don't want. I'm very familiar with the Abraham Hicks. Uh, Yes. I I studied her whole, her whole deal too, which is, which is excellent. And it's all about what you want, not what you don't want. And a lot of times people will say that, well, I don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to be that. Well, no, you got to think about what What you do, what you want, right? Good. So the one of the biggest things I have to ask you is how you balance it all. And I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people are wondering that too, because you do have a lot going. I mean, you're very, you're very ambitious. You love to learn and grow. You love business. You love your kids. You love being a mom. But I'm sure you also prioritize yourself as well as as staying fit and healthy. So how do you balance it all? That's the million dollar question. Yeah. And honestly, I I don't know sometimes because there is so much, but what I will tell you is that I, I don't watch a lot. Of, I don't watch any TV. I mean, like I, occasionally I'll watch, you know, a show with my kids, but that's it. But I, I don't, I don't watch other people's movies. I'm creating my own. And I think I listen to podcasts to all the time. I listen versus read because I can't sit down and, you know, and, and read, but I multitask when I'm doing household chores all the time. Like, how can I learn while I'm doing things I need to do in my home? And then um, I also use intention throughout my day. So one of the things, there was a study done in Harvard where they took a control group of a group of maids and they noticed that, you know, maids were typically overweight and had higher markers of, you know, cholesterol and diabetes different markers. I'm not going to go through them exactly because I don't know them, but I can, I can share with you, Sana, and you can share with the readers the, the study. But basically it was taking a look at why are these maids out of shape when they're doing more in their daily routines than the average worker. And so it was the placebo effect. They had a control group of 300, I think it was the number, don't quote me. And they educated one group about all they were doing for their body in their daily life. Three months later, every single marker changed for the better. They lost weight. They lost, you know, their cholesterol lowered, like all these things beneficial happened to them. I bring that up because I, I think for women, we need to bring intention into our day and start to become aware of all that we're doing. When you're doing the dishes and you squat down, like you may not be able to get to the gym. You know, even I'm a fitness owner and I can't do a 60 minute class every single day, right? There's not even an option. And people think I do, but it's not. So how can I be intentional in my daily life and my movement to keep, take the stairs when you need to be aware. Oh, I'm working my body right now. This is good for me. And start that dialogue about all that you're doing. That's good for you physically, when you're picking up your kids, you're using the proper form for squats and you're lifting them up. 
you're not just hunching over and doing something bad for your body. You're actually using functional movement to benefit you. And there's such a wonderful thing about that because then it also helps you lean into the, the, you know, without carving out so much time for yourself in certain areas, you know, that you can gap fill and really bring great things to your body and your mind through everyday life. Um, and then lastly is put the work in when it comes to alignment. So the more aligned you are, the more easy flow will happen and time will open up for you to have for yourself to do the things that you want to do that make you happy. And so my non-negotiables are in the morning, I got to do meditation, you know? So typically I wake up at four and then I fall back asleep. I do it at four because then I'm not distracted. And sometimes I stay up, but sometimes I I go back to bed and uh, I need to do that because it sets my day off appropriately and it's some alone time. And then the other thing is um, I've really leaned into physical activity with my kids. So I start you know, my, my son's in soccer. I play soccer with him. I play tag with the kids when I'm with them, I'm present and I'm actually playing and their children are already, you know, their friends are like, you're the the only mom I know that plays tag. And I'm like, you know, but it's great for me. And it's, I mean, it's really great for me and I get to have fun with them or I, I know I told you some of it. I started horseback riding with my daughter. She's obsessed with horseback riding. Yeah. And, uh, start doing things that bring you joy and connect you and moving physically and bringing presence with your family is another great way to multitask. Yes. We have to find the joy. We have to find the things that really fill us up and make us feel good, whether it's with our kids or out in nature, music, dance, like you said, the horses, all of that. And I think sometimes people get so busy, they don't schedule it and you almost need to schedule it so that you look forward to it. So I'm a really big believer in that. But so we're really getting down, but we could have talked for a lot longer. We only have a few minutes left here. So just, you know, where can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you, Jillian? What's the best way? Uh, so on social media, you can catch me on LinkedIn, Jillian Lorenz or Instagram, Jillian Lorenz at Jillian Lorenz. And then through coaching, you can go to Solu Coaching uh, and I'm on there as well. And I look forward to helping the future, right? Helping individuals and uh, aspiring entrepreneurs or women struggling with fertility or any of the sense and helping them uh, connect and align mind, body, and soul. I I thank you so much for being here today. You've, You've shared some really helpful information. Uh, I mean, it's it's really been great to hear how you got through this and what helps and the focus on the mind, body, and soul and connecting to yourself, which I am a huge advocate on myself. It changed my life. And I'm so glad that you're speaking on this and you're getting the word out. And just thank you so much for sharing all of this. So I want to thank all of my listeners as well. And for those of you that would like to reach out to me, either to work together or comments, suggestions, please go to my website, sonalife.com. It's S-O-N-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. I'd love to hear from you. And next week is Thanksgiving. So we're going to do a rerun. Not sure what show that is yet. 
And then the following week, I will be having Gabriella Chang, and she will be talking all about relationships. So please join me then. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much, Jillian. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.